It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious lineupmedia.fm studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to The Drop. I am your host, Lance Descott. In this episode, we're going to be going over the Blues versus the Maple Leafs. This game would be Mike Yao's first coaching appearance as the Blues head coach. We know he was going to be their head coach next year, but we all heard the news of Ken Hitchcock being let go and relieved of his duties. In other words, fired. How would the Blues players respond to this? Would they come out and show some life? Would they come out and look like they had a sense of urgency to win and to play a complete game? Would they allow goals early, like they've had an issue to? Would they allow goals late? How would this Blues team react to this news? Would some players give up? Would uh, other players push harder? Well, I think we found out once the puck dropped last night, and the Blues played a very good game. They did not get on the board first, though. The Maple Leafs did. And it was on this goal by one of their best rookies. And Hitchcock have all coached here in St. Louis. And Reeves like centers it, knocked down in front of the chance for Marner, shoots, scores! Mitch Marner continues his hot roll and gives Toronto the first period lead. Leafs go through a eight-minute shot drought before Mitch Marner gets his second in two games. He's got 13 on the year. And off the face-off, the Leafs control the puck. Watch where Marner is with the puck. He just hangs out. He's looking for the open spot to be in this puck ricochets, but it's the quick hands of Marner that really make this play. Look how he takes the puck at his backhand to his forehand, and before Allen can react, this puck is through his legs. I know the media focuses on uh, Austin Matthews, but, man, I, I was really impressed with Mitchell Marner last night. And on this goal, it was just a very quick shot, and there's nothing Jake Allen could do. It would be Marner's 13th goal, Bozak's 19th assist, and Van Riemsdyk gets his 24th assist. We all know the trade rumors involving uh, Kevin Shattenkirk and Van Riemsdyk. Uh, I don't know if those are going to come to fruition, if that's a real rumor or not, but uh, there have been uh, supposed talks between the Blues about uh, Van Riemsdyk for Shattenkirk and uh, maybe a couple draft picks. So uh, we'll have to see how that happens. That goal was 14 minutes and 22 seconds in. But even though down, you felt like the Blues were just playing very well. They were calm. They didn't panic. They didn't put their heads down. They continued to play their game that they needed to play. And one of the guys I said had to step up for the Blues after the Ken Hitchcock firing was Alexander Steen. And guess what he did? He got his 10th goal last night and played a very good, solid game both ways, offense and defense. He's going to get one eventually. He has been close. Blues get it back. Shattenkirk gets it back from Steen. They play catch. Now Steen with it. A shot. He scores! And it's 1-1 one one as the former Leaf ties it. Great pace and showing off the faceoff formation right there. Much like what they do on the power play. That's a good sign battling back. Little adversity has been an issue for the Blues all season long. But there, watch the one play back back and forth even though that puck was fluttering a little bit the traffic in front i was surprised that got oh my goodness it went right through ben smith's legs and then it went underneath zaitsev and then right underneath the goaltender's pads beautiful goal by steen uh, that goal had to have eyes in uh, 
you know, it's nice to see him get this goal and start to step up. We all know that uh, Steen was the 24th overall pick in the 2002 draft and was traded to the Blues. Uh, just a, a, a guy that needs to really, in my mind, for the Blues to be successful, along with Fabry and Schwartz, needs to get around 20 goals a year uh, in the system they have. Uh, I think if he keeps pushing, he'll be able to do that. But he's also very good on the defensive side and played well on that side of the game last night, too. But this goal um, was just a beautiful goal, as I said earlier. Uh, it would be uh, Steen's 10th goal of the year, assisted by uh, Shattenkirk, his 24th assist, and by Stasny, his 18th. And the Blues go into the second period uh, looking uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, they just came out in the first period from the time the first puck was dropped, looked like a team that had energy that wanted to perform, that uh, probably felt a little bad that Hitchcock got fired. And uh, they continued to play well throughout this the second period. It would be their period, and it would be uh, Paul Stasny's game. He would put the Blues ahead 2-1, to one, just 6 minutes and 27 seconds in on his 13th and 199th goal of his career. We have a great time. Just another great event that the Blues put on. Here's Stasny, shoots, he scores! Well, that's a quick shot. That's a National Hockey League release there by Stastny. I mean, on his tape and off his tape like that. Roman Polak gets popped up the puck from David Perron, his former teammate. Good support down low with a third man high and an excellent pass from Alexander Steen. Right between the legs of Matthews. Right between the legs of Marinson. And the goaltender's got no chance whatsoever. Perron was key in that goal, and Perron played well last night, too. I don't think I can really... Point out a single Blues player that played bad, which is what the Blues need to do. They need to play as a team. Uh, Stasny got this puck on his stick, and I don't think it was there. Uh, maybe a second, and there's nothing Anderson could do. As I said, it was Stasny's 13th and 199th of his career. Steen gets an assist, still playing well. 24th, Petrangelo gets his 18th assist, and it was at 6 minutes and 27 seconds into the second period. And the Blues are looking good. Uh, Toronto's not giving up, though. They're still playing hard. As I said, they got a big team that can be physical. The Blues are up 2-1. to one, And the good thing is the Blues did not stop the pressure. Sometimes in the past when they got a lead, they tend to kind of coast a little bit. But it wasn't that way in this game. And just uh, about 35 seconds later, our top scorer, Tarasenko, would get his 23rd goal of the season and give the Blues a 3-1 to one lead. It was a long pass for Tarasenko. He comes in. Gets around Riley in front. A drive. He scores! Oh, thank you! Thank you! Thank you! That's goal number 23 for Vladi Tarasenko. And it is vintage. A cutback play. Creates a better angle. One quick release. And with traffic in front, which is Jaden Schwartz, this puck flies by the glove side of Freddie Anderson. That was your typical... Typical Vladimir Tarasenko goal, right? And just moves from the face-off circle to the front slot there, right in front of the goaltender, and there's nothing that Anderson could have done on that one. As I've said before, the only time Vladimir Tarasenko is going to miss a goal like that is when um, he shoots, you know, and it makes a mistake himself. Uh, he's If he puts it on net, 99% of the time it's going to go in, and it did, and it gave the Blues... A strong 3-1 to one lead. It was Tarasenko's 23rd goal. Laterra gets an assist as 10th. 
Pareko, who played strong from the drop of the puck, who had a breakaway in the first part of the game and almost scored, gets his 20th assist. And it was uh, seven minutes and two seconds into the second period. And like I said, the Blues are up three to one. But uh, Pareko wasn't done in getting points for the night. Uh, exactly four minutes later, he would get his uh, fourth goal of the year and give the Blues a strong four to one lead on this power play goal just a little over 11 minutes into the second period. Back for Petrangelo. And then Fabry for Petrangelo to Pareko. He walks in. Shoots. He scores! Pareko, it's 4 1. Well, Pareko started this game asserting himself leading the charge from his own zone, nearly going end-to-end and scoring a goal. And here, Petrangelo makes a good little delay play, and what a wrist shot that is. To the stick side, a nice wrist shot. Doesn't have to be a 104-mile-an-hour slap shot. Darren Pang is dead on. I know everybody loves Pareko's slap shot, and it was clocked at 104 miles an hour, as as Panger said. But uh, it doesn't have to be that. Everybody knows it's played hockey that uh, a wrist shot is a lot of times more accurate. And uh, just a perfect wrist shot. He came up in the play and nobody was going to go after him. They just kept backing up and he got closer to the goal and just had that wicked wrister to the stick side of Anderson and not much Anderson could do. Perfect positioning on the shot and it gives the Blues a four to one lead and they get their first power play goal of the night. Uh, That would be Pareko's fourth goal. As I said earlier, Petrangelo's 19th assist and Fabry's 18th assist, 11 minutes and two seconds in. The Blues would uh, go out of the second period with a 4-1 to lead, and they would continue to keep putting the pressure on in the third period. Toronto didn't give up, though, and Jake Allen had to come up with some really good saves. But Toronto would not get on the scoreboard for the rest of the game. The Blues would add one more on this goal by Paul Stasny, 12 minutes and 28 seconds in for his 14th of the year and 200th of his career. Not kidding. I had Jimmy Johns today, number five. Very nice. Pareko a shot, rebound, they score! Stasny again! It's 5-1! Big blast from the right point, and the Maple Leafs can't track the puck after that. It's a howitzer. And on cue, the Steen, Stasny, and Perron line that we just talked about, they get another one by being in front of the net. Smart hockey players defend the front of the net in their own zone and go to the front of the net in the offensive zone. Stastny, oh my goodness, off the post, off the post and in. What an effort. Just a beautiful shot by Stastny. Uh, Went off the post, as Panger said, but uh, man, just a a great shot. Stastny had an awesome game last night. So did Pareko. As I said earlier, it would be Stastny's 14th goal of the year. Uh, Pareko gets his 21st assist and uh, in a great night for him. Edmondson played a solid game, gets an assist his 12th, and it was 12 minutes and 28 seconds uh, into the third period. Jake Allen would shut the Maple Leafs down and hold them to just one goal. Awesome game. I As I said earlier in my other podcast, uh, Jake Allen was not at fault for that loss Tuesday night. Uh, I think he played very well and continued to play well last night against the Leaves. Both teams are, are fighting for their playoff lives, and the Blues came out on top on this one. Uh, the Leafs fall to 23-17-9 with the 5-1 loss. The Blues improved to 25-21-5. Shots on goal, close, 27 for the Leafs, 31 for the Blues. Power play, the Blues were 1-2. for two. The Leafs were 0-3. Uh, face-offs, the Blues at 55%, and the Leafs at 45%. Uh, Marner, like I said, one of their 
many, many young players. It's going to be a good player in the NHL for a long time. Gets his 13th goal. Bozak gets an assist. And um, trade rumor guy Van Riemsdyk gets an assist. Anderson uh, makes 26 saves for the Leafs. The Blues get their offense uh, from uh, Alexander Steen, his uh, 10th goal. And he also got an assist. Stasny got two goals, number 199 and 200, and 14th of the year. And also had an assist. Tarasenko got his 23rd goal. Pareko got his goal, a power play goal, at number four, and he also had two assists. Petrangelo was involved in the offense with two assists, and Jake Allen made the 26 out of 27 saves. Just an overall great game for the Blues. A nice way for them to come out in the Mike Yao era, era and just show, uh, hey, you know, we got to take some responsibility for Ken Hitchcock getting fired, and uh, I don't think they uh, – they liked that very much, and they they responded. Let's go ahead and get into the post game interview. We'll hear from uh, Peter Stasny who had a big night. Jake Allen had a big night, and uh, new Blues head coach Mike Yao, uh, and talk about the game and how positive he thought about the way the Blues played. Oh, I said in, in the back of our minds, I think we we wanted, hey, what new coach? I think we had a new kind of sense of urgency, kind of new life, kind of kicked in us, and and so, hey, we wanted to. To just compete out there. We, you know, if we'd have lost, I think we just wanted to have a better attitude than we've had in the past. And so I want to get that win. This, this, you know, especially because we lost a few, get that win under Yosi. And then I think because it's it's a jersey retirement night. You know, those come around once every you know, ten years, maybe. You know, if you're lucky, a franchise is lucky. So you do that, and then you know, somewhere in the back of your mind, I think you're always thinking if if you get the win, it'd be cool to to try to get five goals. You know, just something that uh, the Plager family will always remember. So we were we we're fortunate to get that fifth one and. Um, you know, more importantly, we were able to honor him on a great night. All the little things you guys have been talking about that haven't been going well, the little things, you know, engaging, winning board battles, uh, winning loose pucks and whatnot, did that all just come together tonight? Yeah, there's more detail. I think we were better in D zone. I think if we gave up stuff, it was from the outside. Um, I don't know. There's just, like I said, there's more, there's, there's just more life throughout the four lines. And I think when we're down one, nothing, we didn't change. I think we, we stayed aggressive. No one, Two guys are always going to be aggressive. One guy's always kind of going to protect those guys just in case. And um, there's a few times where we kind of gave up a couple odd man rushes. But you know, when you have a hard back check, it's hard to, to make. You don't have that much time in this league anymore. So um, you know, goaltending was good. Allen Snake made a couple big saves, especially on the power plays, and uh, that's huge for him. And I think it was, it, we kind of used that as a stepping board. What was Mike like on the bench? He said it might take a while to get used to things. How was it? Uh, it was good. I think. Uh, you know, you don't you don't pay attention too much your coaches. You know, the, until you know between whistles when they're kind of t- saying stuff. I think the guys themselves. I think we were more positive with each other. I think we were trying to you know keep the life up uh, within within ourselves. And then I think when when Mike had a few things to say, I think it was to individual players about certain plays, just because there's a few th- new things that we've we've implemented. And it's going to take some time, but um, you know when you do make that mistake, we had another guy kind of following you up. So um, it was it was good to know. And I think it's. You, we weren't playing tentative. We weren't thinking too much. And I think that's, that was his one kind of sticking point was, was, you know, we have a new game plan and we have a couple of new things, but at the same time still play hockey because it's going to take time for us to kind of master it. Well, does this game feel maybe a little more important than a normal February game given some of the recent events? Did it have a little different feel to it? Well, yeah, I mean, just because points are important right now, I think when you're finding you're losing all the time, you got to find ways to, to stop that. And I think, you know, we, we won a few games before where, 
you know, our goalie's still in their head, and we had one line kind of stuff up. But today I thought as a collective group we played a, played, played a pretty good team game where all four lines had chances. Special teams was good. And, and if you play like that and you lose games, that's fine. But you play like that, I think you got the puck a lot more. You're creating a lot more chances, and, and you're giving yourself a better chance. Yeah, we were obviously had a big wake-up call yesterday, and today was a game to get back on track, and we did a really good job tonight. I thought everyone played great from um, – in every aspect of the game, but uh, it's a building block, and we have an even bigger test this weekend. For yourself, uh, you look like you were back to your old self, too. Yeah, you know, I felt good. It's another step for me. I still got more to give, and, um, you know, Tuesday was a step. Today was another step. Hopefully tomorrow when I get back on the ice again, it's another step there. I know it's, you know, it's only been a couple days out there with Marty and whatnot, but notice any difference of what he's asking you to do or try, trying to get you to do or no he's not trying to change me at all it's that has nothing to do with it you know it's just me this has been the last couple of weeks three four weeks of me trying to get better and it's been a long process it was it's, it was a real tough time for me but you know I'm, I'm really working my way out of it and uh, I'm trying to work hard every day it doesn't matter if win loss and just try to get better when you hear what army had to say yesterday I mean it's you know a little chip on your guys' shoulder when when he, when he puts the onus on you guys like that to come out and perform uh not really, because I think we know that anyway. We were just letting the ball slip. If, if we don't know that, then uh, your head's in the wrong place. So um, tonight, obviously, it was a wake-up call yesterday with the changes that were made. Um, but today was a real big team effort. Could uh, win for, for Yozzi to start. I got a puck, yes. And, uh, and the guys also criticized my tie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, but apparently it's not. Well, <laughs> according to them, I shouldn't, but yeah, no, but it, uh, obviously pretty happy, good start and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot to like about the game and, and, um, and obviously some areas we, we were a little bit sketchy at the beginning of the game and, and Jake held us in there and, and came out real strong, um, allowed us to find our game. And then I thought that, uh, the second period was, was really in a lot of ways, the way that our game should look. Well, we, we said this, that, you know, expected uh, a real, when something like this happens quite often, there's, it's, it's a jolt to the team and, and, uh, and obviously gives everybody a chance to, to, to dig in and look at themselves and figure out what they can do better. And, and we got that tonight. And, you know, I think part of the message for us was, you know, we, we've got, we've done a lot of good things in the past. We've got a lot of good players here. We don't need any heroes, but we need everybody to go out and do a lot of the little things really well. And, and uh, we saw that tonight. And um, our mindset now has to be that we come back to the rink and we get better. And that would have been the same mindset if we lost this game tonight. And uh, we continue to do that, then we'll we'll start um, really taking off here. Yeah. Well, you know what? What's most important for me with all that stuff is is the way. That they generated their offense and the way that um, you know that they created. Uh, I, I felt that every time that they were on the ice, they were very solid defensively. They were taking care of the puck and 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 in the right position. Um, and then they went about it the right way, so that we weren't a high risk team um, in those situations. And we allowed ourselves to to you know not only not give anything up, but obviously to get on the attack a little bit more than than we had in the past. Yeah, he was, uh, you know what, I, and 
I can't say why, but I felt really confident that Jake was going to have a real strong game today. I kind of talked to him before the game, and he just seemed like he was he was real loose and and uh, and ready to go. And and uh, I thought he was outstanding. You know, I, I I really thought that he was outstanding. I thought that we were we were a little bit slow. I, they, I mean, that, that's a that's a good team over there, and I thought that they really did a real a, a great job of forcing mistakes on us. Uh, you know, they saw them. You saw them uh, creating turnovers in the first period that, that that generated some quality scoring chances, and I thought Jake um, was a, a real difference maker there in the first. Mike, you talked the past couple of days of the team not playing together as a group. Do you think the message from Bobby Slager before the game about playing for the crest on your front meant a little bit more for him? I like that he said it twice, in case somebody didn't hear it the first time. But, uh, I, I mean, how can you not? Uh, you know, there's a guy who's uh, given his heart and soul to the organization for 50 years, I thought it was a great ceremony. I, I'm glad that all our guys got to be out there for it and to witness that and, and to hear those words. And I know it's something that we've all heard before, but when, when a guy like Bobby's up there and speaks with the passion that he does about what it means to be a blue, um, it, that, is, that was special, and I think that, was, uh, that had an effect on our group for sure. It's a lot better than losing, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, it is for sure. What what I liked is uh, is the response of, of some of the things that we asked for, and then um, their execution of it. And uh, like I said, it's it's it, we're not even close to there. You know, we have so much work to be done. And um, but I saw signs that we were heading in the right direction, and it makes our job easier as coaches when when you ask them to do something and then they get rewarded. So yes, it, I think it's a it's a good it's a good start and something to. Uh, to be pleased about tonight, but we have to come back tomorrow and, and keep getting better. Yeah, well, it's yeah. I mean, there, there's there's things that are uh, you know um, a bit of a, an adjustment for sure, especially when you know this is this is a group of forwards that I haven't I haven't had to change or, or make the calls as far as who's going on the ice. So there are some things that were uh, you know were a bit of an adjustment, but I think the players. Uh, recognize it. We tried to go six on four for a power play for a little while. I don't know if you picked up on that, but uh, I couldn't figure out who who was not supposed to be on the ice. But um, but yeah, we. I mean, the players were good. There was lots of communication on the bench, and um, and I thought that we we settled into it. We found a rhythm. Yeah, but yeah, this one was not while the play was going on. Mike Yell starts his uh, Blues uh, head coaching career with a win. Very nice to see. Um, I'm going to be kind of even kill here uh, to see what uh, if any changes uh, he can make to improve the team. Uh, as he said, he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. He just see wants to see what the players are going to do, implement a few different things, uh, which I think is great. I think if you come in as a head coach and just try to totally change everything, you end up getting screwed in the long run. And he's I don't think he's stupid enough to do that. Uh, I'm going to hold judgment on the positive and negative, of course, like most people will, and until we see uh, what the Blues look like maybe a couple weeks from now. Hopefully it'll be positive and the Blues will continue uh, to win a majority of their games, which they need to do to get a strong playoff position or possibly even make the playoffs. As I've said all year since my preseason predictions, this is going to be the type of season that every team besides maybe one or two in each conference is going to be uh, – fighting for the playoff lives and that's exactly what's happening especially in the west it's not the West's strongest year but there's still some good teams in the west and the blues are hoping they'll be one of those at the end of the season 
uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I do. I hope that too, uh, with hard work and uh, continuing to cut down on their mistakes and playing as a team, which they have to do. Uh, they, I believe, are capable of uh, coming back and getting into the playoffs. Uh, if they'll have success, that's yet to be seen. But uh, hopefully they'll move forward in that direction and make some positive notes over the next couple games. Uh, we all know they've got uh, Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh here on Saturday, and then they've got uh, Philadelphia, uh, you know, and then they have to go to uh, Ottawa. So hopefully uh, the Blues uh, will start a big, big uh winning streak here and win four or five games in the row would be very nice to see. Uh, I think a lot of us uh, know that uh, this team, as I said earlier, has got a lot to improve on. Uh, if they start winning one and losing one and winning two and losing two, that's not going to get them into the playoffs. And hopefully Mike Yow can stop them from doing that by making adjustments during the game. That was one of my big beefs with Hitchcock is he, I don't think he made adjustments very well on the fly. Anyway, the Blues get the big win 5-1. to one. Look forward to Pittsburgh on Saturday, and I will be back on Sunday with the Next Drop podcast and the game recap of the Blues versus the Penguins. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Uh, I want to th- uh, thank everybody for downloading the episodes and uh, listening to them and being fans of the show, sending emails, uh, getting on our Twitter page. It's great to see everybody and talk to everybody. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe or download this episode and past episode on iTunes, ShoutEngine.com, and Stitcher.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com or at theofficialdrop at gmail.com. Until next time, let's go blues!